Hi, everyone. Today, I am thrilled to have a friend and colleague join me who started working in animal welfare at the exact same place that I started, the Humane Society of Missouri. So we're going to be speaking with Jessica Arnold, who is the Pet Finder member, success and engagement manager at Purina. So welcome, Jessica. I'm so happy that you're with us today. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so let's just start talking right away about how you got into animal welfare, because I love that you and I started at the same organization um, and we missed each other. I left before you came, but um, tell me how you arrived there. Well, I first of all, I arrived um, and from the very beginning was ingrained with Catherine um, because you were so much uh, a part of the Humane Society of Missouri and so well loved there. So um, oh, I felt so like happy. I knew you. I felt like I knew you before we even met. Um, but I came to animal welfare through a long winding path of nonprofit management. Um, started off as a visual artist, which means obviously I could not pay my rent. So I ended up with. Um, a love of nonprofits and really thought I wanted to go into museum management. Um, so left undergrad and started graduate school for nonprofit management degree, took a job in fundraising because that is the easiest job to get in nonprofits. And it enabled me to go from visual arts to performing arts to health and human services. And then all of a sudden I landed at the Humane Society and um, I knew that was it. This was my place. This is where I wanted to be. The, by the first week, um, I was helping to triage after hours on a rescue. I mean, I was hooked. I think two weeks in, we brought home our third dog. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was the start of my uh, love affair with animal welfare. And it's still there to this day. Well, it's, it's great because our stories are so similar in that I, my background was in marketing and uh, public relations, and I'd worked in the corporate sector, and I, this, this is really aging me, but I saw an ad in the newspaper, <laughs> and I pulled out my typewriter and applied for this job, and I remember thinking, there's no way I was going to get this job, absolutely no way. And it was for the manager of public relations at the Humane Society of Missouri. And I was so excited, but it was just, it just wasn't even fathomable to me that it would happen. And I ended up getting hired. And the reason I went there is because I loved dogs. I thought, I mean, my whole <laughs> life, I had just loved dogs and it just, it never occurred to me that there would be a place where people would take their dog if they couldn't keep them anymore. And, mm -hmm. and so when I got there, it was really kind of funny because I um, was sort of teased unmercifully by some of the staff because they didn't understand why I didn't have a cat. And I said, <laughs> and I said, well, I like cats. I think they're very pretty, but what do you do with them? You can't take them to the park. You can't walk them. Like, what do you do with a cat? And they, some of the staff there just started to write me off right away. They're like, you're hopeless. And I went to graduate school. So I was going, I was working during the day, going to school at night. There's no way I could have a dog. And so I thought, well, 
I mean, I do think cats are pretty, so I'll try it. So I adopted my very first adult black cat at the Humane Society of Missouri in the, um, the old building that's not there anymore. And that little cat was absolutely the love of my life. And I just fell in love with cats. And now I look back and I realize why everybody made fun of me. Like, how do you not know how great having a cat is? But um, I definitely felt it, it probably, it sounds like you got there faster than I did. It took me about six months before I had that aha moment of, yeah, wow, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. And it was uh, right after I had gone to a court case that had involved an animal cruelty situation where um, the woman who was brought up on the charges was being um, sentenced and she was found guilty. And I remember walking out of the courthouse and it just had this epiphany of, you know, just seeing that in action firsthand made me realize this is so much more than people realize. People yeah. think it's about playing with puppies and kittens all day and having fun. And there's a little bit of that but mostly the social impact uh -huh. and the, the issues of animal welfare and how they intersect with all of the amazing, wonderful things about the human-animal bond. And then unfortunately, also some of those really tragic things like animal abuse and cruelty and everything in between. And it was such an education for me and I just fell in love and I was there for seven years. And how long were you there? You were there Eight for- years eight years. So then I went on to continue to work in animal welfare, but your path is a little different. You are still working in animal welfare, but you're doing it in a completely different way. Talk to us a little mm -hmm. bit about your job and what it is that you get to do to help animals now. Um, I frequently tell people that I am lucky enough to have one of the best jobs in the world. Um, I knew coming from Humane Society in Missouri that Purina worked with shelters and rescues. So um, when I decided that I wanted to continue on in animal welfare, um, I knew that I was not in a position to leave St. Louis. And Purina is a homegrown St. Louis company. Um, and so it's well known in our community. And so I um, was watching them very closely and knew when this role came open that it was the role for me um, and just really bugged them until they agreed. Um, <laughs> but essentially what my job today entails is the best of both worlds. I get to um, continue working with animal welfare organizations and really stay true to my personal passion of helping pets um, find lifelong homes that and where they're spoiled rotten. Um, but I also get to uh, learn about um, the digital space and how animal welfare organizations can use technology um, through Pet Finder. So Purina uh, is pet, the owner of Pet Finder and it's um, an adoption platform as we all know in our industry. Um, and so there are over 11,000 shelters and rescues that post pets for adoption on the site. I am the lucky human that gets to work with those shelters and rescues. So um, 
terms of service issues, um, how they use our site, how we can help them engage more. Um, and, you know, outside of that, in my other half of just helping animal welfare, the industry, I get to be their voice when we're talking to our product development team about what tools and functionality should we be talking about? And why isn't um, the, the, the shelter and rescue community using this feature? And so I love being able to be their voice. It drives me to stay connected and stay involved and stay in touch. But I also love that I can watch how um, a, a huge organization like Curina can support um, and really help shelters and rescues and drive the industry forward. That's definitely what I remember about working in St. Louis and working so closely with Purina. Purina is such a philanthropic organization and they've invested so much in animal welfare. Over the years, I was really privileged to be able to see some of the amazing work that they did. And it's, you know, it just made perfect sense to me when they acquired PetFinder because PetFinder is the largest source of pet acquisition online. As, mm -hmm. And if you're looking to rehome a pet, if you're looking to adopt a homeless animal, you're going to go to PetFinder. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that's where you go. And you can find pets across the country. You know, you go yeah. in, you can search by uh, radius, you know, 50 miles, 100 miles. I have had so much fun over the years falling in love over and over and over again with these beautiful little faces on PetFinder. And, you know, one of the greatest joys of my life was when, you know, and you, you can appreciate this because you've worked in a shelter. When you work in a shelter, you never adopt pets that you fall in love with. You end up adopting pets that the shelter staff says, here, you need to take this one home. Here, you need to foster this one. Here, this one has been sitting on the adoption floor for so long. Right. And so, so for most of my pets, I never picked them out. It was always a, a team member at the shelter who just made that wonderful match for me. And, you know, because they work with the animals every day, they know what they're like, they know the kind of person that they need. And so I was really, really lucky, but I also had just never had that opportunity to fall in love hundred percent on my own and pet finder enabled me to do that. And I Aww. remember I was uh, the CEO at Asheville Humane Society, and that's in North Carolina. And you know, I had always loved dogs my whole life, but I had just never quite found that breed that was just the breed that I fell in love with. I mean, I just <laughs> loved them all so much, but I had really started to interact a lot with different Rottweilers that had come into the shelter. And what I loved about them was they're so smart and they love to do training and they love to do obedience work. And I found myself just interacting with a lot of these different dogs. And it finally occurred to me, you know what? I think I would like to adopt a Rottweiler. And I, of course, always have adopted older pets. Um, you know, especially my heart's always sort of, you know, bleeds for the older dog that's at the shelter. And so I went on PetFinder mm -hmm. and I decided I wanted a female Rottweiler and she had to be over five years of age. 
and they don't live very long. They only live about 10 years. And so I, I, um, I remember putting that in and thinking, I wonder, I wonder if there'll be one for me. And up, up came this beautifully fat Rottweiler. She was just fat. She was so fat. And I just fell in love immediately. I'm like, oh, she has to be mine. So we had made contact with the shelter and we had, we would transfer animals in from other shelters in the area. And so we were so excited. So my husband and I, and one of my colleagues jumped in the car and drove to the shelter to get her and bring her back to Asheville Humane Society, where I was going to foster her. And we go into the shelter and I'm so excited. I'm like, she's probably got to weigh at least 120 pounds. I mean, this picture, she's huge. So we get there and we walk up and down the kennel runs and I'm looking for this big, beautiful, fat Rottweiler. And the only Rottweiler they had was like this really petite little thing that looked like she weighed about 60 pounds. And I was like, well, that can't be her because she's so (laughs) tiny. And then, so we went back up to the front desk and we said, well, here, we found this. We found her on Pet Finder. Here's her printout on Pet Finder. And I fell in love with this photo on Pet Finder. And I know she's here. And it was so funny because they're like, oh, she's here. She's in kennel number X. And I was like, you mean the little one that we kept walking by? And they're like, yeah, that's her. And I'm like, what? She looked enormous in her Pet Finder photo. She was the smallest Rottweiler I've ever met in my life. She only weighed 60 pounds. Now, is this Philomena? No, no, no. Philomena is uh, a puppy who came later. Now, okay. this was Hildegard von den Schatzi. That's what I named her because <laughs> it means battle of the sweethearts because my husband was adamant that we were not getting another dog. We had four dogs at the time and two cats. And he said, we don't need another dog. And I said, I know we don't need another dog, <laughs> but I want this dog. This is the only dog I've ever picked out on on my own, I want this dog. And I fell madly in love with her. And it was because of Pet Finder that I got to adopt her. And I just think about how Pet Finder made me feel and how it brought me together with this dog who I loved so much. And unfortunately we lost her to cancer. I was only able to have her for three years, but Jessica, it was the best three years. She was everything I dreamed of. She was smart. She was just a joy to work with. We would have her socialize the puppies in the shelter. Um, she was just a great dog. And I found her because of Pet Finder. And I think about that. And I think about how Pet Finder touches the lives of people every single day, yeah. just like that. And that's just my Pet Finder story. There's hundreds and millions of people who have found the loves of their life on Pet Finder. Yeah. And And you get to do that every day. You get to be a part of making that happen. And it's got to be so incredibly um, gratifying for you. And what what are some of your favorite Pet Finder stories? Like just things that people wouldn't necessarily know about Pet Finder that that you've been privy to. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's so much. It's it's hard to come up with just one. So we had our 25th anniversary year this past year. um, And we asked uh, employees across Purina if they had used Pet Finder um, to send in a picture of their pet. 
Um, and then we had, we were kind of just inundated with all of these fantastic stories about, you know, even they, working at Purina, they still were like, yeah, of course we went to Pet Finder. Where else would we go? It's the place to be. And so um, we had these pictures taken of all of these Pet Finder alum and they were blown up. And for a 25th anniversary party, um, everyone at Purina could come in and walk past these huge blowups of these pets that, that were connected because of our, our website. And it, it's just so fascinating to hear these stories even from our own teammates of, you know, I, I never thought that I could love something this much and, but here it is. And, you know, they come to work with us every day and, you know, best friends, best friends for life. And it's just that kind of story over and over again, that just fills you with so much joy and so much happiness. Well, and I think what I love too about it is I remember when um, the digital world sort of exploded and being able to find a pet online and so many rescue groups just, you know, they didn't have a website and they didn't have mm -hmm. a place where they could showcase these amazing animals that they had rescued. And PetFinder gave them that platform. PetFinder said, here's a way for you to get it out there to the world that you've got you know, these amazing um, dogs or cats that you've rescued and invested a lot of, of resources, time, energy, love, and now it's time for them to find their new family. And if, if you didn't have a website, how are you going to get that out there? Well, now yeah. they have Pet Finder and it's been a great way for rescues to showcase their pets. And then of course, you know, the pet finder app, which everyone should have on their phone, because you never know when your heart just needs to do a search for the cutest animal in the That's 50 true. mile radius. Right. Um, so it's really been a life-saving tool and, and oh, pet, sure. pet finder has, it's just, it's revolutionized the way that people um, procure a pet and how animal welfare organizations are able to save lives. And so there's a trust there. There's a trust mm -hmm. and, um, and the 25 years of credibility is so important. And so recently you were telling me some very concerning stories that PetFinder really is a trusted brand. It's a brand that people know if they want to fall in love, they go to PetFinder. Um, and so unfortunately there've been some things that have happened and you were sharing some stories with me that. I think we all need to be aware of if we're working in a space where we're trying to save animal lives and we're pairing up these animals with their potential new families, they're, you know, just like everything else in the online world, there are concerns about hacking, there are concerns about security, people being taken advantage of. So can we talk a little bit about that? How do animal welfare organizations protect their online presence and what does PetFinder recommend for best practices? Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. And you know, before I even jump in, I have to call out you and the association for surfacing this issue. I mean, even your fall conference where you're talking about technology across the board, like that's new for a lot of animal welfare folks, especially when you're thinking about the smaller rescues, the ones that don't have a website. So they're using PetFinder as their website. 
technology is kind of an unknown space and we're all still figuring it out. Um, so there are a lot of call outs and watch outs that we have to be aware of. Um, we are going to be putting together a list of best practices from a panel of experts that are kind of, you know, in the back pocket of PetFinder because of our awesome resources um, at Purina and Nestle um, to talk about cybersecurity and animal welfare because there's a lot of concern. And it's, it's as basic as, you know, login credentials and safeguarding your information, uh, which is, you know, can across any industry. Um, you have to be aware, especially in cyberspace. It is not a safe place to just have your information floating around out there. Um, so, you know, we're really looking forward actually to the conference that's coming up because that's gonna give us a great platform to talk through the ins and outs of what it means to be secure in a digital world. Well, I'm looking forward to that because, you know, it is something that, you know, we hear about all the time in the news. We hear about consumers being taken advantage of, and you hear these really horrible stories and that could be any of us. And I cannot imagine just, you know, falling in love, like the way that I fell in love with Hildy on PetFinder and somebody taking advantage of that. And I just remember how excited I was and the emotions that I felt. And then to find out if somebody is, um, somehow has tested the integrity or, or breached something. And, you know, maybe somebody, a, a well-intentioned volunteer shared a password and it's something as simple as that allows for something to happen. And so we all have to take personal responsibility and professional responsibility for safety because it's affecting people and it's affecting this, um, the world of animal welfare. And so I'm really thrilled that Purina recognizes the importance of this and is willing to provide tools and resources that can help us all be more mindful and safe when it comes to this. So you're gonna be um, actually facilitating a roundtable conversation about this at our conference. Talk to me a little bit about what should we expect from that? Well, I I'm hoping um, that you're going to um, hear about the full uh, list of ways that you can safeguard yourself, your organization, your employees, your volunteers, and give them the tools that they need to operate in a digital world with confidence. Um, hopefully, you're going to learn some key watchouts, some things to look for, um, some things to be aware of, um, and you're going to learn um, how to educate consumers and how to make sure that they know when they fall in love with a picture that there's an animal behind that picture and that they come to the shelter and make that connection because that's what we want to happen really for all of us, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it and really appreciate all the energy and passion that you put into this work. And I love that you're helping animals in a different way, but that you're still connected so strongly to animal welfare. Is there anything that you think is important um, aside from the cybersecurity space, is there anything happening with PetFinder that we should know about coming up? There are always things happening with PetFinder. I mean, we are rounding out our 25th anniversary year. So this has been a year of evolution and innovation. Um, so uh, 
We are continually adding features and updating features on the site. Um, we've improved our load time for pet profiles being posted. I mean, it's really just a whole new day at Pet Finder. Um, if you haven't been there in a while, I encourage you to go visit. Well, that's, nobody needs to twist my arm. I love going <laughs> on Pet Finder. My husband, however, does not love when I go on Pet Finder. But I am just always going to be so grateful to Pet Finder for connecting me with Pildy, the only pet that I have ever selected for myself. That's and amazing. That's a really good story. It is. It's a, it's a wonderful story. And, um, and I will, I know how important Pet Finder was to me in that process. And so that's why it's so important. We've got to protect Pet Finder and all of the animal shelters and rescues out there to make sure that we are able to give potential adopters a safe experience and um, we're going to learn how to do that. And so thanks to you and thanks to everybody at Purina for the support of the association and everything you do to help make us stronger and better as animal welfare professionals. It's um, as always, Jessica, a joy to speak with you. And I hope we can have this conversation and many others like it in the future. Well, thanks. It's been great talking to you as well.